Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Nader Mansour and I pray this message will draw you closer to Jesus. We have been learning so far about the principles that God is seeking to re-educate the earthly family about so that we might learn about how things run in the heavenly family. We saw that this system of education was carried out by Christ Jesus himself through the pages of inspiration. We have looked extensively at the evidence portrayed in the scriptures regarding the workings of this wonderful family in heaven, how it has at its head only one, the Father, and how the Son of God holds a unique position by which everything consists in this family. The lies of Satan have required and necessitated such a clear declaration and revelation about how things are like in heaven. There is yet another agency which is vital for the components that make up the structure and the foundation of the heavenly family that we must examine. We haven't looked at that so far, and some of you might be wondering, how does that fit into the picture? And this agency is the fact that God's life dwells and fills His creatures, those who live in harmony with Him. Those who are members of that family partake of the life of God. The Bible refers to this life and this agency whereby everything is connected by a very special and familiar term. It is called the Holy Spirit. If we were to look again at our diagram, we would see an illustration of this, where the Holy Spirit is the one that connects all things through Christ to the Father. The Spirit of God has been also attacked as regards to its identity and its operation. The lies of Satan have so confused matters that people today are confused about the identity of God, His Son, and also the Spirit. That is why God is re-educating and teaching man the truth about these elements so that we might be restored to that family in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. We want to see how the scripture dispels the lies of Satan and misrepresentations of Satan about the direct agency whereby God can dwell with and in us. This, again, will be revealed from the highest source, the one who is appointed to teach and restore men back to the heavenly kingdom. From the lips of Jesus Christ himself, we receive clear direct instruction about this vital agency that is so needed in the world today. Let's read about it in John chapter 15 and verse 1 and 5. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. You see, Jesus is the vine. His Father is the husbandman. As the vine, Jesus is the one that has all the branches connected to him. He is the one that supplies the branches with vitality and with life. And this is what causes the branches to bear fruit. The fruit that is born is the response of love to the free gift and blessings that God provides through Jesus Christ. This illustration fitly represents how the family in heaven operates. It is through Christ that the life that sustains all things flows. This life ultimately finds its source in the Father. But we read earlier that the Son hath been given life 
just as the Father hath life in himself. And so the Son provides this life that produces fruit in the members of his family. Notice how this is portrayed in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. This beautiful illustration shows us that these fruits can only be born if the Spirit of God is there. That is the very life of God. You see, this further shows and illustrates for us how the heavenly family operates. God the Father is the great source of all. He is the head. The Son is the channel and the medium through which life flows from the Father through the Son to all created beings. This life is what sustains them, and this life also produces in them the fruits of the Spirit. The Bible refers to this life as the Spirit. Notice what the Scripture says in Romans 8 and verse 10. Paul says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. The Spirit is life. This is confirmed in the words of Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I am the life. And it is Christ who dwells in all his creatures who are members of his family by his Spirit. You see, this is the only way that God can restore man to the family of heaven. And this revelation is designed to dispel the lies of Satan about the identity of God and his Son and how God dwells with his people. Satan has been busy casting lies about multiple sources besides the only true God. This is why God establishes clearly this information in the pages of the Scripture. Notice how this is further clarified in other passages so that we might not miss this important truth. In the book of Job, chapter 33 and verse 4, it says, The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Here we see further confirmation. God creates by His Spirit, and that means life is bestowed. The Spirit is the very life of God. This life Satan has deprived, of, deprived, us, deprived us of through the lies that he has told Adam and Eve and the whole human family. God wants to restore us and to fill us again with that life or with that Spirit. Notice what else the scripture says about this point. Psalm 104 and verse 30. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Here we see that when God sends forth his spirit, creation takes place. Creation takes place because the spirit is life. The Bible tells us that very plainly. It is the life of Christ that God is seeking to restore to us. And in order for us to receive it, we must understand correctly what it is and how we, through this life, can fit back into the family in heaven. This aspect is clearly illustrated in the family on earth, as we shall see. The father and the mother together provide life by their union of love to new children that are born in the family. The children partake of the life that comes to them 
through the mother. This illustrates the position of Christ in the family of heaven. Every creature partakes of the life of God or the spirit of God directly through the agency of Christ. The Bible gives us further clarifications so that we might make no misunderstanding, so that we might make no mistake about the identity of the life and spirit of God. Notice what else is revealed. In Psalm 139 verse 7, David says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? You see, the spirit of God is the very presence of God. The Bible refers to that with a very special title. In Psalm 51 and verse 11, we read about it. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. This is why the scripture says that in him we live and move and have our being. The very presence of God in whom we live and move and have our being is referred to as the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is how God wants to restore us to that family. This is how he wants to live in us again. Satan has deprived us and cut us off from that link. But God, through Jesus Christ, is seeking to restore us again so that he might dwell in us by his spirit, so that we might partake of the life of God. This life, through Jesus Christ, is what the scriptures refer to as the gift of eternal life. You see, the heavenly family is designed in such a way that the members who live in that family are to live forever, so long as they abode by the rules of life. This life only flows from the source of all life. Notice how else the scriptures reveals further about this wonderful truth. In Ephesians 4 and verse 6, we read it earlier. It says, there is one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. The Bible here reveals that the great head of the family of heaven is through all and in you all. He dwells in all the members of that family. How is it that God the Father dwells in every member of his family? The answer is through the agency that we have been discussing. It is through his very spirit or life. God wants to restore us to that. Notice how Jeremiah brings out the fact that God indeed lives through his creatures and fills them by his spirit. In Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 24, the Bible says, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Here the Bible tells us that God fills heaven and earth. He doesn't do that physically, of course, for we know he lives in a place called heaven. But he does that through the agency that provides life and joy and blessing to all his creatures. It is through the spirit that God can live and dwell in us. This is what God is trying to restore us to. And Satan has confused mankind about how God is going to do that. This is why God is giving us this system of re-education through Christ in the pages of the scriptures. So when we look once again at this illustration that we have been looking at so far, we find that when God restores all things, we will be plugged back into that circle of life. This spirit or this life that is really the circle that completes it all through Christ Jesus 
the only channel and the only link that holds everything together. This spirit comes directly from the source of all things. You see, the lie of Satan was that there is more than one source, that God is not the only source. This extends to everything, sorry, to everything else in the universe. Here God is showing us plainly that this agency, that this life or spirit is not a different source either. Everything finds its source in the Father. Notice how the scriptures reveal this fact for us to dispel the lie of Satan that he has implanted in humanity. The Bible tells us about the source of the life or spirit. Notice what it says in John 15, 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Here Jesus was speaking of how we will be reinstated into the family of heaven. We will receive the Spirit. It's also called the Comforter. This Comforter or this Spirit of life proceeds from the Father. Here Jesus is demonstrating clearly the fact that the family of heaven only has one source, the Father. He is the source of life. But remember, we saw earlier also that Christ, because of his divine inheritance, obtained all things from the Father. He also has life in himself. And notice how the Bible shows that it is through Christ, the direct link between all creatures and the Father, that this life actually flows and comes to us. Notice what Jesus did in John chapter 20 and verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Jesus was bestowing upon his disciples the Holy Spirit. He was reviving them. He was giving them the element which would plug them back into the family of heaven. This comes directly from him, being the recipient of all things from the Father. This fact shows us that the Father is the great source of all, and Christ is the only medium and channel through which everything comes to us, even the very life and spirit of God. Friends, this is vital to keep in mind, because this is how a harmonious, happy family operates. The lies of Satan are directly in opposition to these plain truths. It is for their, this very reason that God has revealed these plain truths. When the scriptures reveal to us that we receive the very life that God bestows upon us through Jesus Christ, it means that God himself and his son, the great head of the family in heaven and his beloved son, make their dwelling and abode with us. We actually have their presence in our lives. And this presence is what provides for every member the fullness of blessing. It is this presence or this spirit that yields in each and every member the fruit of love and joy and peace and every other blessing. It is this spirit that inspires a response of love in every creature to give back to God freely love, joy, praise, and thanksgiving. God is desiring that each and every one of us might have this experience, that we might be filled in our homes, in our families, 
with the very presence of God, that our family may be patterned after the divine family. The active agent and ingredient in this is the very life and spirit of God. Who is this spirit really? We saw that it comes ultimately from the Father through the Son. When we possess the spirit, notice how the scripture tells us who is really dwelling and abiding in us. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Here God is dispelling the lie of Satan regarding the identity of the Spirit. Here He gives us the fact that the identity of this Spirit is none other than the Spirit of His Son. Only His Son can hold us all together so that we might be united in the family of heaven. His Son does this by bestowing upon us His own life or His own Spirit, the very Spirit of God. Notice how the Scriptures plainly shows us that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who is to dwell and abide in our hearts because He is that Spirit of life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, the Bible says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What a beautiful truth. In the family of heaven, the spirit that holds all things together is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. This identity of Christ and this position of Christ has been questioned and attacked by Lucifer. In beautiful words, Jesus comforted his disciples with this very truth. When Christ came to earth to clearly teach and live out the principles of the family of heaven, he taught plainly that the operation of the family of heaven depended on Him. He is the one that holds all things together, and He is the one who is the life, and He is the one who is the way to the Father. When departing from the disciples, the disciples were going to be deprived of the physical presence of the Lord Jesus. In order to comfort their hearts, Jesus assured them that even though He would not be with them physically, He was still going to be with them. He was going to be with them in a very special way. He was going to send the Spirit, His very own life, His very own presence to abide in their hearts, to plug them in back into the circle of life, to restore them to the family of heaven. This is what Jesus wants for you and me. Notice how Jesus said it in John chapter 14 and verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Here Jesus was teaching that His presence is what brings comfort. He is the Comforter. The Spirit of life of Christ Jesus is the very person that comforts us. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. This recognition helps us to realize that the devil has been lying to us about who really abides and dwells in our hearts. The Apostle Paul was inspired to help us understand this further when he wrote in the book of Galatians, chapter 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You see here, Paul, as a member of the family of heaven, is indicating to us that as children of God, we have Christ dwelling in us. 
We don't have Christ dwelling in us physically. We have the very life of Christ, which is his very own person. The Bible calls that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of life. This is why the Bible also says that through Christ, we both have one act, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Christ by His Spirit unites all creatures and thereby brings us and connects us to the Father. The devil does not like this position of Christ. He has lied about it from the beginning. He has produced and manufactured lies about the identity of the Spirit of God in order to confuse the human family and prevent them from patterning after the divine model. We are thankful that God has not left us in darkness. Notice how Paul describes the source of his strength and power that enables him to do all things. In the familiar passage in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, Paul says, I can do all things th through Christ which strengtheneth me. It is Christ who gives us strength. It is Christ who provides us with vitality. He does this by bestowing upon us his very own life, his very own spirit. It's called the Spirit of God. When Adam sinned, he disconnected us from partaking of that life. Christ came to earth to die for our sins in order to restore to us this life. This is what he clearly demonstrated when he breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. This is a parallel account to what Christ did when he created Adam and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. When Adam forfeited that breath of life and disconnected himself, Jesus came and accomplished our salvation. And after his resurrection, he now breathes on his disciples and says, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. This is the breath of spiritual life in the soul. It is none other than the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how God desires his families on earth to be patterned, that they might be filled with the presence of Jesus Christ. This is the only way that we can be safe from the attacks of Satan against the family. God has given us all strength in Christ. This is just what Paul said. He can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens him. The scriptures reveal wonderful truths about this aspect. We have looked at a brief ev uh, amount of evidence that tells us this. But let's see a few more evidences just before we close. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, Jesus says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here is the preaching of Jesus. The mission of Jesus was to preach the principles of the kingdom of heaven. It is at hand, or it is here. The first thing we need to do to join this kingdom is to repent. Repentance is a change of one's minds, mind. It's a change of direction. It's to change from the mindset that Satan has instilled in mankind and to turn to what God has revealed in the scriptures about the principles of heaven. Repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The principles of the kingdom of heaven have been the, per, uh, the study that we have looked at so far. And then God calls upon us to return to those principles. God says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Christ Jesus is willing and desirous to live in each and every one of us. 
This is what the kingdom of heaven is all about. It's restoring in us the power and the vitality and the life that comes through Jesus because of the fact that He is the only begotten Son. He is a son of a real father in a real family in heaven. God wants us to be real members in that real family. This is why Satan has been attacking these principles and to a large degree, he has succeeded in deceiving humanity over these things. Notice how Jesus further elaborates how joining this spiritual family of heaven, this family that one day we will physically belong to when Jesus comes to take us home. Jesus gives us an insight in the wonderful story that he spoke with Nicodemus regarding the new birth. In John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus says we must be born again. We must receive life and you. We must partake of his own life. Jesus here was speaking of those who will join the family of heaven, those who will be restored to the kingdom of heaven. And in order for us to see that kingdom, we must be born again. We must partake of the life source anew. We must be born of water, that is baptism, and we must be born of the spirit, that is receiving a new spiritual life receiving a new vitalizing and energizing agency. That is the Spirit of God. These aspects are what restores us back to the family of heaven. In being restored back to the family of heaven, we again are restored to receiving the fullness of blessing that God bestows. We again are restored to receiving value and identity in the family of heaven. Notice how this is brought out in the following beautiful instruction that Jesus gave to his disciples. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When we join that kingdom, we are baptized, born anew. And when we are baptized, we are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Name signifies identity. Now we receive the fullness of blessing in having an identity that derives directly from God, the great source of all. Notice how this is confirmed in the final book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 14 and verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred Forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. It's the father's name that is written in their foreheads. This is restoration. This is restoration to the family of whom the whole, to the family where God is the head. And it is God of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. God names us. He places his name on us, giving us value. This is what is signified in baptism. And this is revealed in the fact that when we are baptized, we are filled and infused with the Spirit of God, which comes to us through Jesus Christ. And the source of that 
is the Father. This wonderful truth today has been obscured by Satan, and as a result, we cannot pattern our families after an obscured representation of the heavenly family. We must have a clear original so that we can pattern our families after it. This is the purpose of the revelation of God. You know, in the scriptures, there is a beautiful promise. Jesus says in the book of Revelation that those who are redeemed when they get to the kingdom will be given a new name. They will be given a new name. This signifies complete restoration. This is speaking of identity. We receive this when we are baptized, when God places his name on us, until one day, if faithful, we walk through the gates of the city and Jesus gives to us a new name. This is what Christ promises to us. Not only that, but Jesus also gives the wonderful promise in the book of Isaiah, where he says, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man more precious than the wedge of Ophir. Does that indicate value? You see, these elements can only be ours if we return to the family of heaven. The only way we can return to the family of heaven is if we understand how it operates, how it runs, and how we can join it. And our training ground is here on earth, in our, e in our individual families, in each and every home, that is to be patterned after the heavenly. This is why we have examined the principles of the home in heaven and how God has revealed the running of the family in heaven so that we might learn and pattern after that in our own homes. I pray and I trust that God has blessed you in what we have looked at so far. In our next segment, we will look at the story of Adam and Eve in a fresh light. We will see how God has originally instilled all these principles that we have discovered in the very life and creation of the first family. This was God's design and model for the whole world. May God bless you as you continue to study these things for yourself. If you were blessed by this message, remember to subscribe and share it with others. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your prayers and support are appreciated. May God richly bless you through His Son, Jesus.